Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, is my friend, my colleague, NHL betting expert, Nick Martin. And Nick, we have a very strange schedule coming our way. We only have five games on Thursday. So we'll talk through Thursday slate. We'll touch on Fridays. But as always, we got to start with an underdog. And there are a couple underdogs that we found even on this pretty short slate. We'll start with you. You're going back to a team that was kind to us on on Tuesday. Yeah, I'll go back to the well with the Red Wings. The price is too good not to. The Panthers are are shorthanded right now. They're not playing, uh, you know, like like we're used to seeing from them. And it's just not the same team really without Barkov as a top line center. Plus one sixty is a great price to go back to the Red Wings. They're playing a really well structured game right now. If they get another solid goaltending performance, they're definitely going to be more live than that number suggests. So we'll go back to the well. They were good to us in Tampa. The Panthers, they had a pretty tough night in Winnipeg. We hit on both those. I think it's a good time to go back to it considering the number here. But I will say watching the injury news is definitely very relevant. If Barkov's going to remain out as well as Lundell, we're very happy with this price. If you get word that they're both going to play, I definitely wouldn't open up as wide. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the wings here. The other thing is you just kind of don't know what you're going to get from, I mean, you could say that about the Red Wings goaltending as well, but the, the Panthers goaltending, especially if Bobrovsky goes. So you never, it's never a bad idea to to take them on with a big number on a team, like you said. And like we said on uh, our last episode, that is, they're not playing, you know, lights out hockey, but the Red Wings are, they're all right. Like they're, they're trending in the right direction with their, their modest, like uh, ice tilting numbers. So I don't mind going back here to the Red Wings to, Go two for two uh, in the Florida two-step. I'm going to go against the Dallas Stars again. Another move that paid off on Tuesday. We got the Leafs and now the Senators. They're plus 165 in Dallas. Ottawa is an incredibly frustrating team. I can't imagine as, you know, as frustrating as it is for me as someone who just follows them from more of a betting standpoint for their fans because they're still generating a ton of offense. They're still tilting the ice in the right direction for the most part, but they're just one part of their game just kind of falls apart every night. And we saw that against the Kings, the Kings blew them out pretty quickly on Tuesday night and Ottawa over their last 10 games, 53.8% expected goals rate. They're averaging 2.9 expected goals per 60 minutes at five on five. They're scoring 1.3. That number is going to tick up eventually. It's just going to, they're creating 12, almost 12 and a half high danger chances in that span. They're giving up, you know, too many chances, especially with their goaltending. But I guess a stars team that I generally just want to keep going against. Cause I think the prices are just going to be out of hand. I'll, I'll do it again. I'll, I'll suffer, suffer the pain that is betting on the 2022, 2023 Ottawa senators. Yeah. And I like that over here too. You hit on a lot of the points about the sends that I think are really obvious and clear the underlying numbers point out that they are still still playing really well offensively i think we're going to see that continue the puck's going to keep going in their net though so i think riding their overs will be strong as well and and it's definitely a reasonable look in this game and then while we're on the senators and you know in a in a podcast where we've kind of got a weaker slate i think they're if, if they don't win tomorrow i like them a lot well either way but i like them a lot saturday versus nashville 
I think that could be a really good spot as well with probably a, a really similar number. So to piggyback on your points there and to give the listeners a little something extra for the week, I think that's likely to be a really strong play. Yeah. <laughs> the senators and the predators. I mean, if, if you just threw those teams at us, I think both a hundred times out of a hundred, we'd be betting Ottawa in this, at least in this season against the predators. And we'll probably lose all hundred of those bets. Uh, speaking of the predators, uh, they're the only other game remaining before we talk about our best bets for Thursday. And then we'll talk about Friday a little bit. Uh, predators are plus 175 in Tampa against the lightning who are minus 205. The over under six, the lightning were the team that the red wings caught on Tuesday to give us our underdog winner. I'm got no concerns about Tampa. I thought the game's fine. I think that they're generally just going to show up uh, in the spring fling as either the two or three seed in the Atlantic. And you can kind of just expect those results uh, for the rest of the season. And uh, the predators, they're just not, uh, you, you can bet into this number because you think you Soros could maybe steal one here. And I wouldn't argue with that, but I just don't think it's high enough yet. So we'll see if this number creeps up because you think about what, where the red wings closed on Tuesday against the, Lightning, and I don't really see much of a difference between Detroit and Nashville right now. So I'll wait to see if we can get closer to that number, but I doubt we do. Yeah, I'm pretty much just seeing this one as a pass. Looks looks pretty fair numbers-wise to me. All right, so let's talk about our favorite bets for Thursday. Top shelf bets, and then we'll talk about Friday real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. I like the Winnipeg Jets as my favorite bet. They're minus 120 in St. Louis against the Blues, who are even money. The over-under is six. I think the Jets should just be a shorter favorite here. I think it's as simple as that. The Blues are still a mess. They were lucky. They got great goaltending from Thomas Grice against the Islanders, who made a couple mistakes that ended up in the back of the net. Uh, and then, you know, things just kind of got out of hand from there. And if if Jordan, I like this, especially if Jordan Biddington's in, like he right now is the more mercurial goaltender in St. Louis compared to Grice, who played really well against the Islanders, his former team. So if this number holds, you know, minus 120, I think it's a banger, especially with Biddington in, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm also very interested to see where the market moves if they announce that Grice starts in, in this one, because I think that sharper money would, kind of back rice than rather than Bennington. But either way, I still like the Jets. I think that they're you know a couple steps above uh, St. Louis right now, and a team that plays solid two-way hockey under Rick Bonus somehow and are still potent offensively, should be able to take advantage of St. Louis's defensive deficiencies that showed up uh, both against the Rangers and Islanders. Yeah, I was beating that drum a couple of weeks ago on this podcast that we were going to see a ton of blues overs, that their game lines were the exact opposite of what their personnel dictated. They should have been. That take has been really good because their games have been an absolute gong show lately. And yeah, I think you're you're on it here. The Jets are just playing better in all three zones. They're, they look like the better side and it, it's honestly not that crazy. Fading the blues, I think you're going to get some of those nights where it's just an annoyance that they finish everything and then find some of those looks. But yeah, I like the Jets here. Uh, your best bet comes to us in a Kings Leafs showdown. Los Angeles on the road, plus 145. Toronto's minus 170 at home and the over under six and a half. I've got nothing here, uh, but you're targeting a player prop. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the well on a prop that didn't work out Tuesday. But as we've touched on with the player props, you've got to be willing to trust that something's the right take. A lot of times with goals and shots, they just don't fall. A guy can play perfectly fine. It just doesn't work out. And with that said, we're talking about Arthur Kaliev, who has been elevated to the Kings top line. He's such a talented player. He's the best shooter on the team by a mile. I think anyone, if you want to go watch his highlights, his shot is ridiculous. So 
it makes sense that they're finally elevating him. Entering last night's game, he was 12th in the league in go- uh, expected goals per 60. Um, so he's been absolutely dominant and rightfully elevated from what was surprisingly small usage. So we'll see. Like after the morning skate, I'd love to give this pick out with confirmation that he's going to stay there. I think he will. I thought he actually played pretty well. He actually set up what should have been two tap-ins on the power play. The shots just kind of weren't falling, but I think it's a, a really strong look. Hopefully it'll be around plus 350 again for a goal, plus 130 for three shots. I think those will both be really strong plays for a guy who, I mean, if I was on that team, I'd be telling him to shoot constantly because his shot is noticeably better than pretty much like the vast majority of the league. Like it's crazy. He can absolutely fire it. All right, let's talk about Friday real quick. I'll just go through three plays that I'm looking at. Um, obviously, Coyotes at home. Road trip is coming to an end, this this massive road trip. And who do they get to greet them? Boston Bruins. I just think the number is going to be outrageous. Like, we're going to see a huge, huge number on the Coyotes. I mean, I know they're at home, so we won't see, like, the plus 425 we saw against Toronto, but it's not going to be that far off. So, uh, t- obviously going to be on Coyotes on Friday. That's how... You know, perfect way to spend a Friday night, right? Benning. I would love to see the Coyotes win this game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would be absolutely pumped. So, I really, That's, I like I, it. I think it's 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 you know just as likely that the Bruins win six one uh, that than the Coyotes pull it off. But hey, we love this team and we love them at home. I wonder what that crowd's going to be like uh, at Arizona State. Uh, the Washington Capitals, you, you and I are kind of in agreement here. They're taking on the Seattle Kraken, who, <laughs> yeah, people started talking about how good Martin Jones was a couple weeks ago, and then Martin Jones showed up, you know, so uh, they're not getting any. I think his last, yeah, the I know we, we lost on this pick in overtime, which I always count as basically a, a wash. Um, handicapping wise, we lost on this exact pick, but it's going to be pretty hard to win games with Martin Jones stopping around two out of every three shots right now is, is basically what it has been. And the caps to credit, my guys played their game of the year Tuesday. I don't, or in Edmonton, I don't know if it'll end up, you know, looking like that on a night in night out basis, but I think this will be a really good time for them to get the Kraken back. And this one, I'm just interested to see where this number opens. The Rangers are in Colorado. They're playing Vegas on Wednesday night. They catch a break. They won't see Jack Eichel. They won't see Alex Petrangelo on Wednesday. And then against Colorado, they'll be taking on a team that's going to be without Nathan McKinnon, Val Nichuskin, obviously Landis Cox still out, Lekkanen, Byram, Josh Manson. It's just a depleted, depleted avalanche team. That said, they're still the avalanche. They're still at home. And the Rangers, depending on what we see out of them on in Vegas on Wednesday night, it's just going to be an interesting to see what this number is. I think if the Rangers open as a dog, I would bet them. Yeah, and this is a good example of something I love to watch for handicapping-wise. like Especially... Like we always talk about compared to the NBA, the NFL, there's weird numbers when things like this happen. There's times like this is one where I could end up in a heavy position on Colorado or New York because mm-hmm. sports books are just all over the place. And obviously Canada, some of the options are different, but I'm actually on, I rarely try to our bet. I'm on both sides in tonight's blues Bruins avalanche game, because there are some books that open up the avalanche at really wonky numbers, like incredibly big dogs. And somewhere Boston were opening around like minus 160, I think is what I posted for the major books. So we'll see. It's just, it's definitely something to watch for. And then like everyone is posting how depleted the Avalanche's lineup is. It's horrible. I don't think it's as bad as people are saying though. Like it's not a complete joke. 
there's still some really capable guys. New hooks, a guy I love. I'm, I'm on his props tonight. He's a really capable player and, and he's elevated to top, top everything. So we'll see. I think it's definitely a good one to watch. And it's a good point to just kind of build on here is like, if you listen to hockey radio or hockey podcasts or whatever, like more mainstream stuff, and you start hearing that narrative get bang, you know, like, Oh my God, the injury crisis in Toronto, the injury crisis in Colorado. Yeah. You got to pay attention to that stuff in the game market, but the real bells that you're going off in your head are the ones that you talk about a lot here, which is, okay, what does this mean for the player prop markets, right? Because those are the ones that could sneak under the radar. Anton Lindell gets elevated on lineup. Like that's not the stuff that you hear on the radio. Like, oh, you know, Nate McKinnon's out. So you'll a lot of people are just like, oh, I got to bet Boston on Wednesday night. Whereas the real thing is like, okay, Alex Newhook is now going to be playing first line center. Like who is Martin Cout? Can I get in on his like shots on goal totals, right? Like those are guys are going to, you know, slip through the radar because, you know, it's hockey, it's a soft bet market and, uh, you can clean up that way. Yeah, you'll find if you can, you know, hunt for the obscure guys, look for guys like Martin Cout. Sometimes different books will post over one and a half shots or something like that for guys that are now going to play top power play, top uh, top forward unit. So yeah, stuff like that can definitely be very profitable. All right, uh, before we get out of here, any thoughts for you on uh, Friday's slate? Yeah, I've just got one that I pointed out on Fantasy on Ice podcast. I hope the number will open up somewhere reasonable if it opened at seven it wouldn't be absolutely shocking at that point kind of changes my mind on this but i like the wild and the oilers to go over six and a half these teams are pretty close images of of each other i guess the wild obviously have a few more d in in reasonable form but we've seen what happens with the oilers when they play capable offenses the puck goes in their net three times they have to play mcdry 25 plus minutes and they just get three points each and then the game's three three so that's one I'm going to be watching. I know wild overs are really effective as well. Flurry's not in such good form this year. I think that will hopefully be a really good play and a number where we're, we're looking to catch the six and a half at around minus 130. All right. That wraps up another episode of Line Change uh, for Nick Martin. I'm Michael Leba. Best of luck with all your bets on Thursday, Friday, and even one on Saturday that we gave out. So uh, a decent go sense. Go sense. Go sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it'll be fun on tuesday when we were talking about uh a nice zero and two or zero and three stretch however many games they're playing over the weekend for for our ottawa senators and guess what we'll be like right back on them against whoever they play on on tuesday uh so go sends and good luck to everybody